The next chapter is entitled Strange Word from the South. For 18 years until Jesus was 30, he and Mary lived in Nazareth. In that long period of obscurity, Joseph had died, and so did Mary's parents, Joachim and Anna. For his mother and himself, Mary's son, Jesus, earned a living carrying on the work in the carpenter shop. As a young man, Jesus was a solitary figure in a boisterously sociable community. What Jesus saw in Nazareth was a miniature of the whole world. sorrow and bitter poverty and bewilderment and oppression he saw the people exploited by their own leaders betrayed by their own flesh and blood despoiled by thieves in high places and ordered around by superstitious old men who split hairs over rules and regulations yet he saw too that the men and women of Nazareth had fortitude and courage they had hopes and dreams they had good instincts as well as bad he not only pitied them but loved them humanity was worth saving he would think the day was coming as he had known from the beginning when he must drop his carpenter's tools leave mother and home and devote the remainder of his life to bringing light to the bewildered and frightened no one else would or could offer them new life or hope in this world or the next thus long before he left the shelter of mary's home jesus saw himself in opposition to the priestly classes the rich and the powerful who used religion for their own ends the clash was sure to come his fate was sealed the day jesus began to look around him and do his father's business which was to bring light to expose the darkness of evil to the light of truth and to teach the poorest man the rich meaning and possibilities of life and what would he tell about the meaning of life the reason for it he had listened to the talk of oriental travelers through nazareth chattering about nirvana the denial of individuality from them he knew the vedic holy books of india and the sutras and the tales of their sacred mahabharata as they believed one human life was like a drop of water falling into the ocean men are still assuring other men of that same fallacy and other men are still believing it all identity to be lost a man being nothing jesus would recall to them the truth man individual man with his infinite capacity to know the bliss of growth the joy of action the wonder of beauty was the creator to whom he would address himself to man who had immortal individuality 
so the maturing Jesus, now thirty years old and brooding on the tribulations of the world, was ready to offer it joy, no dreary servitude, but a new way of living, a great search to be entered upon to find the kingdom of God. Not the kingdom set up by overthrow and revolt and independence. Not the sword of King Samuel, his foster father's friend, now called Jesus Barabbas, would hope for. But the Father's kingdom, God's kingdom. Not of this world as yet, but one to be brought here by love. Of such unbounded capacity would the subjects of that kingdom become that man or woman could ask what they would and they should have it all that men and women of goodwill had ever hoped and dreamed of good could come true not the shadow but the substance only they must first seek the truth and the truth would make them free and that was a freedom where men were just to other men kind to their fellows, loving and brotherly, adoring God their Father. Such freedom in which war could not exist. Not only a world of one God, but of one family with God as its Father. Let man love God first and then his fellow men. That summed it. The torment of the world all around him made clear how urgently the message was needed. What respect could the people of Galilee feel for the national life when they beheld their tetrarch, Herod Antipas, stealing his brother's wife and making her his queen? That recent and shocking indecency was doing more than rousing indignation. It was causing people to lose heart to ask if anything mattered anymore. In the high hills around his home, Jesus the workman slowly dreamed into objective form the message he had been born to deliver. Now his heart was on fire with a dangerous purpose. He had reached sturdy manhood. His hair was long and soft and golden brown and hung around his shoulders. He had his mother's glorious dark eyes. His muscles were strong from hard work. His face was paler than the skin of most men. Suddenly, a strange word came to Nazareth, word of a strong man from the wilderness of Judea, a man who was preaching in various towns down south and blessing people by dipping them in the water of the Jordan River, a new man named John. That John, the widow Mary told Jesus, is your own cousin. He is the son of Zachary and Elizabeth. And the same John was telling great crowds that he was the herald, the forerunner, preparing the reception for the Savior of the world. His message was that the Messiah was coming at last.